Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. Hey, uh, my name is Keith Caulfield and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. I don't know what I'm doing. So sing-songy today. I know, I know. Joining me is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hi, Keith. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Singy. Should I be responding in song? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is all a lure to get you to start singing, because you never want to sing. It didn't work. She only she only <laughs> sings when we don't have the microphone going. That's true. It's so frustrating. <laughs> um, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition... You can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world O-Pop. This week's show is a very special edition of the Pop Shop Podcast. Why is it special, Katie? Because it's the Billboard Music Awards preview. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Uh, We'll be talking about all the big performances that we cannot wait to see this Sunday on the Billboard Music Awards. Um, We'll be talking about the big finalists, you know, what Katie and I will actually be doing at the show, because we're both going. Going and working and having fun. And yes. There there should be some fun somewhere in there. Indeed. There Uh, usually is some fun squeezed in. um, But it's a lot of work. Um, The 2016 Billboard Music Awards will air live across the country at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific uh, on ABC. It's the first time that the show has been live on both coasts, all across the country. And as... Angelinos, we very much appreciate it. Yes, uh, we're 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 always locked out of seeing these live shows, <laughs> and then it's, you just have to ignore Twitter the whole time, and it's uh, just it's a mess. It's a pain, which is why they fixed it. Um, so, in addition uh, to talking about the Billboard Awards, we're also actually joined by a finalist this year at the Billboard Awards, uh, two-time finalist Selena Gomez. Uh, we talked to the pop princess a few weeks ago, just before the launch of her revival world tour. And uh, we talked about her incredible success on the charts over the past year, what fans can expect from the tour, and, um, you know, just how she's feeling at this point in her life. And she's she seems to be feeling pretty good. In terms as of, she should be. As she should be. She's doing all right. Um, plus, we've got our usual chart chat about the big uh, news on the charts as Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling. Can't stop the feeling. Got to make sure to get that exclamation point in there. Can't yeah. stop the feeling. I'm feeling. <laughs> uh, debuts straight in at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. While Radiohead's new A Moon-Shaped Pool dives in. hey <laughs> At number three on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode. And give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, uh, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I have a very loose uh, script this week. Um, so it's a lot of uh, vamping. Uh, around the Don't build- give away our secrets. <laughs> well, you know, but but I want I want people to understand that this is like you know us just like talking about the Billboard Awards, yeah. and it it they they talk about themselves quite honestly because it's such a huge show and it's it's so it's so awesome that we have this award show each year to honor um, the biggest artists, songs, and albums on the Billboard charts over the past year. Um, I was doing an interview yesterday with a radio DJ about the Billboard Awards. Mm-hmm. And he was 
we were just kibitzing and talking about it. And I said, you know, it's, it's just cool that we have this show that really recognizes what the American public is effectively voting for when they buy music or stream music mm-hmm. or listen to music on the radio or engage with an artist on Twitter or Facebook. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is counted on our charts each week. And then we take those weekly charts and turn them into our annual Billboard Music Awards. Yeah. So it's... It's the ultimate people's choice because yeah. they, they chose with their wallets. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's, it's so... It's, it's um, when people, when people um, discuss the show, it's always important to keep in mind that the show is not like you know, a secret room full of people like choosing, well, who has the top rap album? Nor is it uh, the most rabid fans online voting who can get their fan base to vote the most times. It's not that either. I mean, though, that said, we do have one category category that is fan voted. That is fan voted. It's the the Chart Achievement Award, where there's uh, five finalists that are vying for the... uh, Chart Achievement Award, and all five of them have achieved a very unique, sort of amazing chart feat over the past year. Um, so go to BillboardMusicAwards.com. You can vote for that particular category, um, and it's really fun. I actually uh, sort of helped kind of vet uh, the the finalists for that. Yeah, and and sort of craft the correct uh, chart achievement. So like you know, Little Big Town is up in that category, and they had. The longest run at number one on the country songs chart with Girl Crush mm-hmm. for a group in history. A group of three members or more. <laughs> it's very tricky. Not to be confused with a duo. Not to be confused with Florida George Line, who's a duo. <laughs> exactly. Um, so check that out. But um, I, let's talk about the performances first. Yeah. Um, because the show is stacked yes. with performances. Katie, um, what, if you could narrow down, like, say, three to five performances that that you're looking forward to. And since we don't know exactly what they're actually going to be singing yet, I mean, I'm sure internally we do, yeah. but it's not public yet. Um, what are the like three to five that you're looking forward to out of this incredible lineup that we have? Well, I'm most excited about Brittany. Yeah, She's going to be doing a medley of her hits at the show. We do know that. Which, that so that means that will be the first time she's ever done this performance because she doesn't do like a straight up medley of hits in her Piece of Me show, yeah. which is in Vegas. So that means this could be the first time we've ever seen this performance. It could be pieces of Pieces of Me. Hey-o. Piece of Me. But uh, yeah, so I'm super excited about Britney. That's definitely one of mine as well. She's amazing. And then, um, you know, we had this conversation when we announced Fifth Harmony was performing that we could not think of another major awards show performance from them. And so I'm thinking, like, we've seen lots of performances on TV from them. Right. But this is, like, where they're really going to be able to have the big stage, the big production. And I think that they're going to take full advantage of that. And and I think that it's been such, like, this long lead-up, because they've been around with us for years, that they're going to totally blow it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited about them. And, um... I'm excited to see Blake Shelton and Gwen perform together. Is it now? Have they performed on the Voice yet together? Well, I think as, they did. I, I don't. Did they perform? Oh, they did perform this yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited to see that for sure in the big award show stage. And I'm sure that we have this in common. The fact that I don't know if this is a performance. Is it a performance? Madonna tributing Prince. See, that's the thing. The Associated Press reported that Madonna's going to perform. Okay. I think that we and Dick Clark Productions, who's producing the show, and the Billboard Music Awards itself have been very careful in describing Madonna's participation as she is going to honor Pay Prince. tribute to Prince, yeah. So I think the guess is that she's performing. Okay. So we're excited about it regardless. I'm just excited <laughs> that Madonna is going to be in the building. Yes. Um, and 
Yeah, it's like a and deep- Keith will be backstage. So well, we'll both be backstage. Well, yes, I'll be in the press room. I don't see Madonna swinging by the press room, but I do see her swinging by a one-on-one interview. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> if we'll see that. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to, um, and I'm not cutting you off. Feel free to jump back in. I'm looking forward to certainly Madonna, uh, Brittany. Um, I think watching the Go-Go's could be quite yes. fun because um, I can't remember the last time that they've been on like a big, huge award show like this um, because the Go-Go's were big back in the early 1980s and they continue to be the only all-female rock band to have a number one album on the Billboard 200 chart, Beauty and the Beat, uh, which had We Got the Beat and Our mm-hmm. Lips Are Sealed was number one on the Billboard 200. No all-female rock band has ever done that since or before now like certainly the dixie chicks who are Mm -hmm. a country group have been number one and destiny's child is a all-female you know singing r&b pop group yeah but a rock band a female rock band you know so and also i just you know i love the go-go's and i saw them at the hollywood bowl a few years ago and that was great so they'll be great um i'm looking forward to uh, troy savan uh Mm -hmm. who is uh kia's one to watch troy savan and if you've (laughs) actually been following our tweets and social coverage of Troy. Um, I'm actually in this video series. <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> that um, so like Kia is presenting this. Like they last year they presented Tori Kelly as their one to watch, mm-hmm. and as part of this one to watch program, you get to perform on the Billboard Awards. And they do a little video roll up talking about his road to. You know, he's driving towards, you know, the puns. Um, But I'm part of this, and it's just... It's funny where I get to talk talk and be enthusiastic about Troy. Who, which isn't hard for Which you. isn't hard because he's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to him, and I'm looking forward to... Oh, golly. We I have mean, to mention Celine. Celine, who is... I, 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 they've already announced. I feel like they announced what what she's what song she's performing. Um, they did. It was it's a cover of, <laughs> and now I'm totally spacing. Um, it's a cover of. I know I'm spacing too. It's a cover of something very emotional, and she's had a really she's had a rough year. Um, a year ago at the Billboard Music Awards, she was there. She was a presenter, I believe. And she came backstage, and I spoke to her uh, backstage. And at that time, it was starting, you know, they, it it was news that her husband was in very ill health. And she had made the decision with him to continue performing in Vegas, where they've sort of called it home for a very long time. And it's, I remember asking her about it. I'm just like, I don't know how to ask. She's like, just say it. I was like, I don't know. And she's been just so like brave and so just strong over the past year. And, you know, her husband, uh, Renee did pass away and now she is, you know, still out there and still entertaining. And I think it's probably what Renee would have wanted her to do anyways. Well, on that note, the song that she's performing is Queens. The show must go on. Well, the show must go on. And she's also receiving the icon award at the show. She's receiving the icon award. Brittany is receiving the, I believe it's the millennium award. Uh, I believe that is the award that we are giving Britney Spears. Uh, Katie could be Googling that in momentarily while I vamp in the meantime. Um, yeah, but it's it's going to be a, a star-studded, jam-packed, amazing, amazing show. And I'm 
fairly confident the thumbs up means that she is getting the Millennium yes. Award. Britney Spears is indeed getting yes. the Millennium that's Award. the same name as an MTV VMA Award, so I was like, is that right? Okay, let's go with it. Um, yes, that's right. I believe Beyonce got the Millennium Award a few years ago, okay. uh, back in 2011, when she did uh, Girls Run the World. Um, Icon Award has been given out to uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, um, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez, and Prince. Um, who we already said will be honored by Madonna. I also think and it's also Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. I think it's kind of fitting that Madonna uh, honors Prince because they have worked together um, on Madonna's Like a Prayer album. They did a duet called Love Song. And uh, I tweeted about this the other day. The first guitar you hear on Madonna's Like a Prayer song is Prince. Hmm. The I did not know that. Right, right before you hear like the door slam and the choir start, that's actually Prince. Amazing. Um, so there's the performances. Um, go overing, go, going overing. It's a new word I've invented. It's like cromulent. Um, the big finalist this year, the weekend, is actually our top finalist. He is a finalist 19 times in 16 categories. How is that possible? Well, it's because he has multiple entries in certain categories. So, for example, in the top Hot 100 song category, he has two songs up against each other. Yeah. Uh, so Can't Feel My Face and The Hills are both up in that category. So he could, in theory, you know, block he himself. Win 16 times. Yes, he can only win <laughs> 16 he can't Unlike actually win all 19. shows where it could be a hindrance to be nominated twice. Yeah. He actually did not like go head to head with himself right. in this. So um, Drake and Fetty Wap, our uh, finalists, are the second biggest finalists this year with 11 uh, entries. And Taylor Swift and Adele each have eight. Uh, they are the next biggest uh, folks on the list. We call them finalists and not nominees. And we don't call them nominations because, and Katie could probably pull out her copy editing, grammar editing skills here. Um, well, they weren't nominated per se because they are based on sales and chart performance. Yeah, so it's, it's just literally how the math worked if out. If we were to call them nominees and nominations, it just sounds like somebody made this choice or there was some sort of like, you know, debate or vote or whatever. But as we said earlier, there's not. It's all based on uh, charts. It's still, I still have a hard, I still stumble over myself when I'm trying to say like, you know, with multiple, you know, because normally you would say like, the ten-time nominee this year. It's like, well, ten-time finalist. Well, yeah. Okay, that's fine. And then, but then it comes into when you say the word nominations. Like, what's the equivalent in terms of well, finalists? The old copy out of their trick. We say nods. <laughs> I say nod. Yeah, nod. Yes. We've been using nod it's a good lot. Work around. <laughs> um, the big category uh, at the show is top artist of the year, and the contenders are the 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 finalists are. Mm-hmm. And this is the one category where you can't actually have multiple <laughs> entries because yes. you would you can't. Uh, Adele, Justin Bieber, Drake, Taylor Swift, and The Weeknd. Um, Adele, by the way, who uh, will not actually be at the show. She'll be on tour in Europe, but she's premiering her new video. Yes. Um, on the show. Love. Send your love. Send my love to, your to new, new lover. Your lover. <laughs> um, so so even though Adele can't physically be there, that's all. Thank you for sending us a video, Adele, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I know you're busy. I know you're you're kind of busy on tour. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, uh, the show is going to be at a new venue this year. It's at the new T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Yes. Um, the venue only opened in April. Uh, its official opening night concert was with Las Vegas natives, the Killers. 
along with Vegas icon Wayne Newton back on April 6th. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, uh, the T-Mobile has hosted shows from Nicki Minaj, Guns N' Roses, George Strait, and Billy Joel, among others. And our show will actually be the first awards show at the venue and the first televised show from the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually been at the MGM Grand uh, Garden Arena since probably the mid-1990s. Wow. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's like the the venue, generally speaking, Yeah. Uh, in Vegas. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And it'll also be kind of cool to see how... What it looks like on what it TV. Looks like. And, yeah. Yep. And um, how we'll be, you know, at this T-Mobile arena. Where will we actually be stationed at? Um, Katie and I will be running amok. Uh, throughout the weekend. What Mm -hmm. will we be doing this weekend, Katie? Well, I'll be in the press room on Sunday during the show, which um, means that mostly people who won or performed who come backstage to do interviews will come and speak to the general press. And then Keith will actually be seeing people one-on-one backstage. Yeah, we have a, um, like, right next door to where Katie is at, uh, sort of adjacent, I I think. Then again, we haven't seen this venue before. Um, (laughs) We don't know. Yet. Um, Yet. Um, I'll be in a room adjacent uh, on sort of a secondary red carpet. There's a red carpet before the show, and there's a red carpet during the and show. And you'll be on the red carpet before the show as well. That's true. Um, talking to folks before and after, before, before and during, um, on said red carpet. Um, and uh, we also have like a photo studio where we're going to take like glamour shots of people. Yes. Those know. are always awesome. They're very, very pretty. Yes. Um, and you can, uh, we'll have all this stuff rolling out, um, you know, throughout the entire weekend. Um, we'll be hot and heavy on Sunday, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Monday as well. And then we'll we'll be back uh, on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Fresh as a daisy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <of. laughs> um well, let's talk about the charts yes. um, because we there is still chart news this week. Justin Timberlake. Woo! I was waiting for Katie to be to say something enthusiastic. Justin Timberlake <laughs> debuts at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with "Can't Stop the Feeling." He still got it. Um, he does indeed. <laughs> he indeed does. Um, Katie just did a big. Uh, she helped sort of wrangle uh, Justin Timberlake's best singles like yeah, we ranked, Critics' Choice we ranked all of his singles um, from worst to best which was very hard actually because I pretty for much you. love everything that Justin does so I, I asked for some help you didn't like Take Back the Night well that was our least favorite song <laughs> where, was, <laughs> at least that was an easy choice was a was a can't uh, can't stop the feeling where did uh, where did that figure into your list? It was in the like the final third of things. Like, oh, it's it's one of his least favorite according to well, our critics' choice. Here's the hard part: is like while you look that up, um, can't stop the feeling. This is fifth solo number one. Uh, it bumps Drake's one chance, one chance, one dance from number one after it rose to number one last week. Um, it's uh, Justin's first song to debut at number one, um, and. It is the 1,055th number one in history on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, of course, the Hot 100 chart started on August 4th, 1958. My goodness, the chart is almost 60 years old. Craziness. Yeah. Just two more years celebrating the big 6 <laughs> Um So did you find yeah, out? Yeah, so Justin has 18 singles total okay. at this point. Um, that we call official singles. Yes, at least in and America. it came in at number 12, which, I mean... It doesn't sound like very high, but it's surrounded by mirrors and suit and tie. You know, like 
it, when you're ranking Justin singles, it's like a lot of hard choices of like what really great songs. Hard choices. It's like that Hillary Clinton book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sophie's Choice with Justin Timberlake singles. And our number one, if anyone cares, was uh, um, Like I Love You, his very first single. Um, yes. Well, the song actually started with 379,000 downloads uh, sold in the week ending May 12th, according to Nielsen Music. That is Justin's highest sales total, uh, highest weekly sales total for a song. And um, it's also the biggest sales week for any song this year. Man. Yeah. Um, Welcome back. Sorry, Drake. Um, (laughs) And uh, this song is uh, from the movie Trolls, Mm -hmm. which Justin voices a character in. He's also, I believe, executive producing the Trolls soundtrack. And did you see the Anna Kendrick and uh, Justin duet at Cannes? It was um, of True Colors by Cyndi Lauper. I know that it exists, but I haven't watched it. So they they performed it at the Cannes Film Festival, and it's going to actually be on the Troll soundtrack. So there will be a studio version out at some point. Wow. And maybe that will debut a number one, too. Wait and see. You (laughs) the sad eyes. Um. Over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Um, Radiohead's new album, A Moon-Shaped Pool, debuts at number three. Be careful you don't leave off that L at the end of Moon-Shaped Pool. That would be weird. Um, It starts with actually 181,000 equivalent album units in the week ending May 12th. Of that, 173,000 were in traditional album sales. That is actually Radiohead's best sales week since 2003, when Hail to the Thief debuted and peaked at number three as well, with 300,000 sold. Um, This album wasn't quite a complete surprise album, but it kind of was. Well, yeah, it was like little bits and pieces like started, like a little trail of of crumbs was left. (laughs) Like they went dark on social media. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then and, and deleted all of their tweets, like not just went dark, but like the they they literally deleted every single tweet that they'd ever done up to that point, hmm. and then started fresh with time, the the new song and video. And, time to make a fresh start. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. I've only heard the song so far. I I just got back from vacation. I love Radiohead, and I've yet to hear this album. So. Mm-hmm. I'll contribute to its chart performance next week. Okay. <laughs> you do that. Um, it's uh, the sixth top 10 album for Radiohead. Um, and it's, of course, their first studio album since 2011 uh, when The King of Limbs was released and also debuted at number three, which was also its peak. They liked that number three a lot. Um, at number one still is Drake, who uh, sees his Views album uh, spend a second week atop the chart with 313,000 equivalent album units. And at number two is Beyonce's Lemonade, again this week, stuck in the runner-up spot behind Drake. Uh, Next week, we will see big debuts from uh, Megan Trainor and possibly Chance the Rapper's new album, Hmm. which is streaming only. Oh. Not available to purchase, but it's it's streaming exclusively on Apple Music. Okay. So... Yeah, lots of chatter about how that could make a very sexy debut, and stay tuned to Billboard.com to find out about said sexy debut. (laughs) Um, I think it's time now for our guest interview with Selena Gomez. The people want their Selena. The people want the Selena. So uh, uh, I have to say this is an interesting interview in that, 
<laughs> full disclosure, um, our audio went a little wonky when we actually recorded this interview. Uh, we recorded this interview backstage at the LA Sports Arena a few weeks ago when she was in uh, final rehearsals for her revival tour. And uh, we recorded a lovely, like, 10-minute interview. Um, it was on video. And we got the footage back, and the audio was just really jacked up. Yeah. So what we did was we've isolated some quotes from Selena, <laughs> um, cleaned them up so that, you know, it sounds good. Um, but we removed me mostly from the scenario. So there were, I, I, I'm saying there was, there was a lot more with this interview. Um, and you can actually see a lot of the quotes from Selena in previous articles that I've written from this interview in the past few weeks. We did a story about how she's donating uh, proceeds of every ticket sold to a lupus uh, foundation that studies uh, lupus and how to battle um, uh, lupus. And we also did a story about how she's part of Coca-Cola's new Share a Coke campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so go read those stories, combine it with what you're about to hear, and then you'll get the full breath. Full Selena experience. The full Selena experience. So we talked about how Selena's had three number ones from her revival album on the pop songs chart uh, this year. Uh, and uh, she was sort of gobsmacked by that. I mean, she knew that she'd had three number ones that because fans had tweeted her, um, but she was still just kind of like in a daze about how how well and how how the music's been embraced. So this first bit with Selena is her talking about how she's really coming to her own with revival and being embraced. Uh, by you know the fans, you know just by being who she is and 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 how she's kind of found herself. So here's our first moment with Selena Gomez. I knew that this album, I don't know, this album was really important to me. And the whole time I was actually figuring out what I was trying to say, I that wasn't not obviously I want it to be well received, but that wasn't my goal. I wasn't trying to make sure that I had nothing but number one singles. It was it was important for me to say things that were me, yeah. that when you when you turn on the radio and you hear a song, you say, that's me. Oh, that's Selena, as opposed to maybe in the past where, you know, kind of searching my identity and figuring out what, what makes me an artist, discovering myself. So just to be embraced for who I am is the best feeling in the whole world. It just reiterates the fact that being yourself is exactly what you should be, not in a cheesy, cliche way. It's just, I feel more like myself than I ever have in my whole life. And it's so cool to be embraced for that. We also asked her about how she put together the set list for the new tour and how she tried to find the right balance between her new material and her older material. And um, she has some some surprising thoughts about how it was difficult for her to fit Come and Get It into the show. And Come and Get It was a, a big hit for her. It went to number two on the pop songs airplay chart and was kind of like... Um, really her kind of coming into her own on the charts as a big sort of pop star. So here's uh, Selena talking about how she tried to figure out the set list for the tour. I think I think I had a clear vision. Hmm. Uh, and I remember having this moment putting the tour together with Baz, my creative director and the choreographer, and I said 70% of my audience are the people that have been with me from the beginning. Yeah. But I know that a big portion of that also will be people who have never been to one of my concerts before. So obviously I kept that in mind and I wanted to do most of Revival anyhow. And I had a really hard time figuring out. I knew, I knew Who Says was going to be something that was important to me forever, mm-hmm. the rest of my life. 
And Love You Like a Love Song was the first time that I felt, you know, this was me. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was, I think, 18 at the time. I felt coming into my own. I, and I think, I, I, I ought to be honest, I had a really hard time with Come and Get It. We did three different versions, mm -hmm. and it was very difficult for me to connect to that song. It was my first number one. So, and Stargate's working on my new record with me. They've, they were a part of Revival. So now we have this amazing relationship, but prior to that, it was just a song. Yeah. And I can't go back to that. It's really hard. Yeah. Because it's, it's a great song, but I don't know if it's mine. So we had to try a couple of different versions of it, and I think we got to a really good place. So I'm excited for people to hear the new version of Come and Get It. And other than that, we just sprinkled in only three old songs. Really? Wow. The new material, which is how I wanted it to be. Wow. Uh, we may add in a few things as well, uh, surprise-wise, but we'll figure it out. And uh, finally, in closing, we also talked about how the show itself is really just about her. It's It has a beautiful feel, she says, and she feels really great about the show, and, and it really sounds like she's in a really good place with her music and her tour and her artistry. So here's our last moment with uh, Selena Gomez. This show is so centered around me, and I mean that in a way of confidence, of strength. It has a beautiful feel to it, but it is about me. So if I wanted to come in one day and say I want to change this or add this, I can do that. That's the first time I've ever really been able to do that in my life. And I feel I feel great about it. It's not it's not me making sure I hit all the dance moves. I'm trying to sing every single thing that I can do and say because I know that there's so much I want to prove to myself for this tour and it's just based on me. It's based on my voice. And based on what the, I'm saying to my crowd. And that's all I really want. Thanks again, Selena. It was so great talking to you. When I actually, when I walked in, she was like, I, I walked in and I was already sitting down and she came in afterwards because she was getting hair and makeup done. And she came in and she was like, hi. And you know, she had that, it's like, hi. And then she's like, wait, I know you. <laughs> and I was like, well, you don't know me. But I'm like, we have talked before. And I mentioned, I'm like, I was the one who did the video interview with you for your cover shoot for Billboard magazine last year. She's yeah. like, that's right. She's like, those pictures were like some of the most beautiful pictures I've ever they taken. They really were. So um, it was nice. And at the end of it, she was like, you know, it was great to see you again. You know, take care. I'm like, she's so gosh darn nice. And you know, when you're that nice, it's really hard to fake it. So I actually believe it's real. Oh, totally. You know, you feel like it's a genuine, it's a genuine thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, though Selena uh, is a two-time finalist this year at the Billboard Music Awards, as we mentioned earlier, she will not be at the show, unfortunately. She's on tour. Oh, I yeah. believe she's in Toronto that Everyone's night. Everyone's on tour right Everyone's now. Everyone's on tour, gosh darn it. <laughs> but we wish Selena the best of luck at the Billboard Music Awards this weekend, and we thank her again for taking the time to speak with us. Now it is time for... Oh, yes, the chart stat of the week. Woo! Katie. Oh. With Can't I Stop the Feeling <laughs> hitting number one on the Billboard Hot 100, can you name the other songs with feeling in their title that topped the chart? Full disclosure, 
Katie does not have the answers on her sheet, unlike sometimes where yeah. I give her the answers. This week, she does not actually... How many are there? There have been... Hold on, let me find my paper that I've printed out. Buying myself some time here. Um, yeah, you're, you're doing well, the buying. <laughs> um, there, with Justin... Okay, so there's been four previous songs with the word feeling in the title. Okay. And then Justin is the fifth. I think I have two of them right off the top of my head. Okay. More Than a Feeling by Boston... Uh, no. Oh, man. How about I Can't Fight This Feeling? Uh, by REO Speedwagon. Yeah. Correct. Can't Fight This Feeling uh, for REO Speedwagon was number one in 1985. Okay. Well, shoot. Um, I thought I had so a good one on. There is um, a relatively recent song from the 2000s that was an enormous hit, Inescapable, from a big pop hip hop group. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. But then, how about Feeling Good? Did anyone ever hit number one with Feeling Good? Nope. Not on the Hot 100. The Hot 100 started in 1958. Feeling Good is an old kind of pop standard. It may have hit number one on a previous track. Okay. There was one more Feeling number one from the 1980s and then one from the 1970s. Interesting. Okay. I'll give you a hint. The one from the 1980s that we have not said is also... From a movie. Okay. And the movie title is actually in the title of the song. Oh. However, the movie title itself... Oh, it doesn't have the word feeling in it. That's correct. Okay. (laughs) It is the movie title, and then there's feeling also in it, but the movie title itself is part of the song title of the song, yet that movie title is not actually uttered at all in the lyrics of the song. Oh, weird. Okay. It is merely named just in tribute to the name of the film. Uh, but you hear the you hear the song in the movie. I'm it's, definitely not um Wait. What a feeling. Flashdance. Flashdance. Flash there it is. What a feeling. Yay. The word flashdance is not actually in the song. Yeah. yeah. What a feeling. Got it. Okay. Um, and then that's by Irene Cara, of course. 70s. Number, number 1 in 1983. And then our last 70s. one. Last one, this song actually had a big sort of resurgence Hmm. in the past few years because it had a huge placement in a humongous action-adventure movie. Interesting. And it was one of a number of old 70s Oh, is it songs. is it Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Is it um, Blue Swede, right? Blue Swede. The, um, hooked on a feeling. Ho- hooked on a feeling. There it is. I'm high on believing. That's, that's so bad. And that's your in love <laughs> I got one with no me. prompting. Is, that, is it high on a feeling? Hooked. What do you mean? Well, like, the, oh, in I'm the hooked lyric. on a feeling. I'm high I'm, on believing. I'm high on believing that you're, you're in, in love, love with me. With me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what a great soundtrack that movie had. Because we have, I actually have that on cassette. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's the real mixtape. Um, uh, so if, and some honorary uh, feels at number one. Yeah, I was uh, thinking of "Can't Feel My Face," and I was like, not feeling. So he, here are <laughs> the songs that have the word "feel" in the title that are not feeling. Um, I Can't Feel My Face by The Weeknd, The Way You Make Me Feel by Michael Jackson, You Make Me Feel Like Dancing, Leo Sayer, Feel Like Making Love, Roberta Flack, It's Too Late, backed with I Feel the Earth Move, Carol mm. King, it was a double-sided uh, number one, uh, back when we had physical double-sided singles. Uh, You've Lost That Love and Feelin' by The Righteous oh, Brothers. Oh, did that not count because it's feeling with no G? <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Um, that's why I'm putting it in the honorary fields category. So depending on how you look at this, you can count feeling. Yeah. Because this was I actually... I should have thought of that one, actually. This, 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 it is feeling with an N apostrophe. Um, I Feel Fine by the Beatles. Mm. Um, so uh, uh, we're feeling good. Hey. 
about we're this week's number one. We're feeling some type of way. We're feeling. We're, <laughs> uh, we're, we're feeling it. Um, uh, so there's your try side of the week. All the feels at number one from from uh, Justin. <laughs> Hashtag feels. From Justin to the Beatles. That's it. Uh, so uh, stay tuned this week for all of our Billboard Music Awards coverage as we lead up to the big shoe. Got a big weekend coming up. Oh my goodness. It's a big, it's a big BBMAs kind of weekend. Um, we will be there with bells on. Uh, stay tuned for all of our coverage. Do not miss the opening of the show. I have heard some very good things. Ooh, a little inside info. Yeah, I've, I've heard some rumblings about what might be opening the show. Awesome. So, oh my goodness, it should be good. And um, I think that's it. What song should we go out on, uh, Katie? Well, all this Justin talk. Maybe nah. we should go out so, on... Really? Uh, <laughs> none, of the, none of the feel songs. Let's just go back to well, Justin. Well, it's all about Justin, the feel songs. Anyway, um, maybe Like I Love You, Billboard's number one favorite. Uh, let's go out on our number one critic's, critic's choice of Justin's favorite number, or best number one song, or best... Single. Thank you. Singles. I'm going to get that out at some point. Like I love you. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.